Bazinga. Now I'm Justin Field, I'm the Marine Campaigner for the Nature Conservation Council and we're down here at the Byron Farmers Market this morning talking to people about how Mike Baird wants to revoke marine sanctuary protections here in Cape Byron Marine Park. Uh, look, I've been involved in community activism for a lot of years. I worked on the coal seam gas campaign for a long time. I uh, used to work for Tamara Smith as well, the, the local member of parliament here. So I've spent quite a bit of time in the, the Byron Ballina region. I work for the Nature Conservation Council now as their marine campaigner. And, and uh, you know, it's just a really important issue for me. I grew up on the coast um, and I've, I've seen a marine environment degrade over time. It's, it's time we restored it. I've come up from Sydney today and I'll be down in Coffs Harbour on the weekend. They're two of the areas most affected by the government's proposed changes. There's two really important marine parks there and at the moment less than 7% of those areas of our New South Wales coastline is protected in marine sanctuaries and the government wants to wind that back even further. Yeah, there's two areas, two sanctuary areas, one at Tigra Beach and one at East Cape Byron. I mean, most people know that lookout near the, um, the lighthouse. Basically, they want to open up that area to fishing again off the rocks. So they're two really important areas. And, and as I mentioned, there's so few areas that are actually protected, no-take sanctuary zones. It'd be a real shame to lose them at a time when globally other countries are expanding their marine protections because of the pressure our oceans are under. How long has it been protected and what's the likelihood of it remaining? There's a lot of politics at play here. The Marine Park's been in place for a number of years, but back in 2013, in pressure in the New South Wales Parliament from the Shooters and Fishers Party, the government announced what they called a fishing amnesty, which opened up 30 um, sanctuary areas across the state to fishing again. Before the last state election, they restored 20 of them, but 10 remain, including two here in Byron Bay. And the proposal at the moment is to permanently rezone them to allow fishing um, in those two areas here in Byron Bay. Very small areas of our beach habitat is protected in sanctuary zones. I, I think it's less than three or four percent across New South Wales. It's a really important habitat and most people think there's not much there, but, but those areas support those fish that we commonly eat and that many people fish for. And it's important to note that what we're not saying is ruling out fishing in our marine parks, but as I mentioned, there's so few areas that are off limits to fishing, 93% of the state is still open to recreational fishing. So we think that that's probably enough. We should be expanding marine sanctuaries because it provides real benefits, not just for biodiversity conservation, but it also ensures fish for the future and we need fish to fish. We probably also need some fish for uh, larger animals to eat rather than coming in and trying to nibble on us, do you think? <laughs> The truth is that a healthy ocean needs sharks and, and sharks need a healthy ocean. So I think it's, um, it's a sign of a healthy ocean when there is a shark activity. Look, I know that it's, it's been a, a really tough time up here locally with the shark bites and encounters, but we have to remember that shark bites are still very, very rare. We're not on the menu for sharks. I attended a recent shark forum down in Sydney, Shark Summit, and we're not on the menu for sharks and shark bites are still incredibly rare. Uh, it's a sign of a healthy marine environment and this marine environment really supports the local economy. So much of Byron's economy is driven by a healthy ocean and a healthy tourism industry. There are economic benefits to the dive industry in particular, but also it's internationally renowned. People come here to dive at Julian Rocks, they come here to see the whales. That's at risk if we remove our sanctuary protections. 
Well, next Friday is the cutoff for submissions on this issue. So I'd really encourage people to go to uh, www.nature.org.au, have a look for the Save Byron Sanctuaries Take Action page. You can make an online submission very easily and it'll take you just a couple of minutes. Have your say and let the government know that you want Byron's marine sanctuaries protected. All right, I'm sure that all the fishies in the ocean would be saying thank you. So thank you from all of us. Thanks very much. Hello, 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 hello. Uh, hey, Rachel. I'm Peter Hunt. I'm at the markets. Uh, it's a good place to be. You have a good time doing many things, don't you? You're not just a vocal teacher or you're not just sharing your workshops around the Shire. Tell us what else you're a part of and kind of what's what's floating around you at the moment in regards to that? Yeah, I'm uh, part of Kui. Yeah, with, with Kui, I play trumpet and sing. There's various other other groups that I play with. Kui's looks like our next next gig uh, in the Shire is going to be at the end of January at the Bronze. Looking forward to that because there's families growing within Kui and been some time taken away for nesting and and adjusting to, to that life. And you had a little breakaway yourself there, jaunting around the world for a while? Yeah, yeah, so I, I got on board with Xavier Rudd and the United Nations. I went to North America and Europe with them. That was a great time. So back and going a bit solo. How long have you been thinking about doing that? Well, it's something that I've come in and out of. It's like a kind of need to come back to that to find myself again sometimes. It's a different uh, vehicle of expression. It's kind of a different end to Kui. Both of them uh, have got their rejuvenation to offer. Is it going to be a similar sort of sound as Kui? Or what's, what are you, what's your solo kind of vibe? Ah, uh, my solo vibe. <laughs> or is it just you and your trumpet? Ah, <laughs> me and a trumpet. No, that's a, whole, that's a whole other album, that one. It's a different thing. It's just what I'd play late at night when all has been said and done for the day. Not trying, just accepting. Just giving space, giving space for just voice to come through, keeping things simple. It sort of gives me a chance to, to be a bit more personal, to express a more personal side, uh, and, and to also give space for subtlety. It's, it's sort of a different thrill to, to Kui. Kui is like, it's about creating as a group. It's about bringing essence and having it transformed in the process of harmonising with the essence of, of everyone in the group and feeling their fire and bringing what you have and letting it be transformed, letting it match their energy and what they have to offer it. It'd be much easier to record yourself without having to yeah. arrange a lot of people to get together in a studio. Yeah, well, I do get a bit daunted and overwhelmed by bringing us all together and the organisation of that. Yeah, sometimes I just want to put it away and just yeah, come back to what's immediately available to me, which is my voice and my song. take a short break, get a coffee and come back soon. Thank you.